The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. on Mothership. We hope all is well. You're feeling fabulous. You know, I think you're going to like this podcast because it's a topic that we all can relate to. You know, the creak in your knees when you walk up the stairs or the achiness that you get in your back when you kind of stand up too quickly. You know what I'm talking about? What's happening to our youth? Is it becoming a faded memory? Right, Brooke and Knowles? I'm sure you guys can relate. Absolutely. Like I was just talking with a friend today after surfing, saying my my neck, my back just doesn't go away. And it's been there since my late mid thirties. But yeah, I wish there was a, a, a the, the fountain of youth. I'm looking for it. <laughs> How about you, Brooke? I can also totally relate. You know, I think we're all, oh gosh, hard to say it in our mid forties now, right girl? So. <laughs> It's a difference and I can t- I tell you sometimes like my, in my toes, it gets funny or it'll get like, stuck. <laughs> oh, stuck toes. They're just sore, like it, like cramps up. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? But um, yeah, just, just all kinds of little things that I think we, I took for granted, you know, when we're in our teens and 20s. <laughs> ah, yes, we are talking about aging and sometimes we as women hide it or struggle to accept it because you know, the changes, they just, just kind of creep up on us and we're not ready to say goodbye to our youth. We, we feel it fading away. So we hope to gain some knowledge on how to age gracefully as women with Dr. Melissa Lawrence, an OBGYN from the Kaiser Permanente Koalao Medical Office in Kaneohe. Welcome to Mothership, Dr. Lawrence. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I hear you have the magical fountain of youth in your knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that, but thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. You know, we're so excited to talk to you. We read your bio and you were actually born in New Zealand. You're of Maori descent, but you moved here uh, to Oahu when you were a child and you, you grew up here. Yep, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hear the accent anymore, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I was born in New Zealand, and um, but we moved here when I was three. So I grew up in Hawaii most of my life. And I go back and forth often, like every year or two. Most of my family is there, um, but my immediate family is here in Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) So some of these things that we kind of brought up, I mean, I'm sure that you probably heard once or twice or several times when, you know, dealing with your patients. But I mean, obviously it's a fact of life. (laughs) It's just something that we need to embrace. But, um, you know, when we talk about women's health and aging, uh, of course, I guess it depends first off on how old you are, right? Um, It it differs for everybody. And uh, what what are some of the most noticeable changes that women will see in their bodies in their thirties or forties and so on? 
Yeah, you know, I feel fortunate because I've been at Kaiser for almost 20 years. It's been, yeah, about 19 years. And so I get to take care of women um, throughout their lifespan. And so I, I'm lucky enough to see the changes and talk to them and find out what different people do and what works and what doesn't work for the most part. Um, and I think you're right. When you're 20, you don't have to think about anything. You're just, you know, nothing hurts. You can, you're invincible. You can do anything. Um, when you're 30, it's sort of um, family, different uh, priorities, like lifestyle, lifestyle um, changes with family and commitments with work and things like that. And so that kind of gets in the way of life balance sometimes. And I think that's probably the biggest barrier. Um, 40s is just kind of, you see the effect of that. It, you know, it trickles into the next decade. People start to worry about their fertility and if they're going to have um, any problems, you know, creating a family and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the biggest shift is when you enter your 50s and, um, you know, approach menopause. So probably the latter 40s to early 50s are when you see the biggest changes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um... And, and, and I guess this, the speed of when you see those changes also depends on your genetics and your family history too. Yeah, those, like when we think about aging, there's probably three main components and one is genetics. Um, you're either blessed with good genes or not. Um, and then it's in any environmental exposures that, that you might you know, have and also um, your lifestyle. Those are probably the big, big, three biggest things that affect um, aging, I think. Yeah. Okay. So what, what um, because aging is inevitable, what, what are some of the um, lifestyles or, or changes uh, that, that women can make to either slow the process or, um, you know, maintain their, their health and bodies? Yeah, I think it all boils down to um, life balance and, you know, managing stress and getting enough sleep and eating well, um, exercising regularly. Yeah, and so it, it kind of takes a shift um, in your priorities, I think, in your 30s and 40s from, from work and making enough time for yourself. I think that um, has a big effect for a lot. Mm -hmm. Here in Hawaii, I think one of the unique things is that, you know, for most, for the most part, a lot of us are in the sun a lot. Um, you know, I mean, we have sunny weather, you know, all year round. And does that play, how much of that does that play uh, a role in, in aging someone? Yeah, I think it does, um, for sure. Um, Hawaii is a beautiful place to live and, and our environment is wonderful because we have a lot of clean, fresh air and we can get outside and be in nature very easily. But the sun, um, the photo aging on your skin is probably what makes, um, you know, probably the, the biggest changes that are cosmetically not appealing to most of us. So um, yeah, that combined with aging where you sort of lose collagen and the elasticity in your skin um, have the biggest effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned collagen. Um, I've heard like all these different remedies on how to maintain that. And one of it is eating or consuming collagen. Is that a myth or, or are there actual benefits to that? Yeah, I don't know how effective that really is. 
to be honest. <laughs> but people try many different things. I think we all try to fight it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, apparently maybe a good moisturizer will do not even the fancy kind, but something yeah, you can get at Costco. And probably um, sunscreen probably does the best. <laughs> Staying out of the sun and wearing hats and that type of thing is probably um, the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. I know, Noli, you go surfing all the time and you're pretty good about that. Pretty good about wearing sunscreen and yeah, it's tough, I wear hats and hat when you surf, right? I do. I have the hat that has a strap, you know, and then I wear sunglasses and I have this like really like it's almost like a stick sunscreen and I wear rash guards and, you know, I've been surfing for over 25 years. So um, mm -hmm. and I'm only 21 years old. Can you tell? <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, I, I can't avoid the sun because I, I love surfing. But um, yeah, I 100 percent agree here in Hawaii, especially sunscreen is so important. Um, yeah, and I started using sunscreen just in my 30s because somebody said, you know, just on the daily for the, just, you know, driving in your car, you're exposed to, um, you know, the UV rays and whatnot, especially mm -hmm. here in Hawaii. Um, do you recommend any kind of special sunscreen or uh, SPF or uh, for the daily use? Yeah, you know, something with zinc in it, it probably has um, the best effect, but um, you kind of, if it's daily use, you sort of have to balance that with, you know, um, what you like, it, because um, it's very sticky, right? And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so people use different products. I kind of use some of the same stick um, sunscreen myself. I think it works well. Yeah. Well, good to know. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there a link between um, another benefit to living in Hawaii is, you know, we get to be active, you know, I mean, because the weather cooperates for the most part for a lot of outdoor activities. So we're really, really lucky we get to go hiking, um, Noli goes surfing, uh, Brooke goes walking and running sometimes with her kids. And I like to be outdoors in general as well. But is there any link or research that shows that um, there are positive health benefits um, to women and men in general when you are more active um, and you are, you are getting up and around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, activity is key. And when I, when I care for my patients who are in, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s, it's the, one that, the ones that have regular exercise, do it as a part of their, you know, life, um, do the best. And um, yeah, so that's, there's so many benefits with exercise. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's, what's the best kind of exercise? Cause I've heard like, mm -hmm. um, like so much running is not too good, you know, for women um, is strength training is good for your bones is walking really good. What kind of exercise do you recommend that we can sustain as we get to our fifties and sixties and and so on. What do your patients do that they're still active in, in their 80s? I wonder. Yeah, I think um, the most important thing is to pick something fun, pick something you like, because then you'll keep doing it. And, um, you know, as you get older, my patients are doing things like gardening and, and it might be some are still walking and, and hiking and getting in nature, but um, it, it changes and evolves. Um, but um, running has very good cardiovascular benefits. Um, of course, we all know that, but it can be hard on the joints. So, um, you know, I think it's important to listen to your body. And if you start to feel, 
like it's not really agreeing with you anymore, then to maybe shift into something a little different and maybe it'll be low impact or, you know, hiking instead and that kind of thing. Um, weight bearing exercise is really good to maintain your bone density. And um, so that includes, you know, walking, jogging, dancing even, um, not so much swimming or surfing, but, um, you know, weight, weight training that really helps. So um, that's important as you go through menopause because your bone density will decrease um, as well as your muscle mass. So yeah, weights are good strength training as you get older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gosh, you know, um, I just remember, you know, waking up one morning and just feeling like not the same anymore as how I used to feel before not having that, you know, resiliency, you know, um, and I just like, I'm not losing weight as fast as I used to as well. I'm like, what's going on here? Um, what is, what is happening? Yeah, there's a definite change in your metabolism as you get older and, um, it's pretty noticeable each decade. It's a little bit harder to maintain your weight and as well as um, hormonal changes, right? So once you reach your latter 40s and early 50s, you'll, you'll definitely start to notice it's harder to maintain the same weight and takes more effort. Um, it's something everybody has to deal with and sort of transition and um, just, it takes a little more effort and more work and being more mindful about what you're eating and make sure exercise is a regular part of your life. Mm -hmm. Is there, is it more challenging for women who have kids? Um, did they lose a lot of the hormones, you know, giving birth or is there a setback there that they have to work extra harder to maintain their physical fitness in general? Um, not so much after uh, having children, um, your body pretty much will go back to what it's, you know, it was prior to getting pregnant. Um, but um, you're just busier. And that seems to be the biggest challenge is there's just a lot more commitment and less time for yourself. And, and so it's hard to sort of make that time and squeeze it in. Dr. Lawrence, are you able to talk about how food and how you nourish yourself, especially in the patients that do the best that you see, you know, the ones that are in their 70s and 80s and 90s? Do, do, is there any kind of common thread that you see in terms of, is it like not drinking caffeine or drinking green tea or, or not having kids maybe? <laughs> yeah. any, any kind of like dietary or other kind of trends that you see that, that tend to help folks who are aging well? Mm, that's a good question. I know I have some patients that swear by various um, supplements or, you know, green tea, like you say, or different products um, that they take. And, um, you know, as long as they're not harmful, I don't think there's anything wrong in that. But um, overall, I think um, the healthiest diet is probably plant-based diet. And, um, and if you're going to eat, um, you know, meat or, or, or chicken or, you know, other things, then, and they're probably limiting that. And um, those patients tend to do well. And it's just more maintaining a healthy weight. Yeah. So, so um, fish, taking fish out of your diet too? Yeah, no, fish is okay. But um, yeah, fish, fish is, is, is good for you, I think. Um, yeah, there's nothing really wrong with that. Trying to limit um, maybe red meats or, 
you know, um, choosing healthy proteins, I think is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's interesting to me too. Is there some, do you know if there's something that red meat, for example, does to you like physiologically, why that's different from consuming kind of fish? Um, it just takes a lot of energy to metabolize and digest. Um, I guess the thought is that it can be pro-inflammatory as well. And, um, and then just, you know, cholesterol and things like that, it has effect on your lipids. Mm -hmm. Does your body feel, does it cause more inflam inflammation because your body is sensing it as something foreign? Is that just a natural reaction, the, the inflammation? Um, no, just the process of the metabolism. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it takes, um, um, gosh, how do I don't even answer that? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it just takes a lot of energy to digest something worse versus if you're eating plant-based and it would mm -hmm. pass your system a lot easier and, and um, yeah, kind of take less energy to digest and assimilate all the nutrients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, it. that's helpful. Wow. Yeah. You know, we are in our um, mid forties, um, throwing it out there, everybody. Yes. We're in our mid forties. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, so we hear, you know, about menopause. Um, when does it actually happen at around what age and what are, what are some of the common symptoms? And sorry if I'm asking too many questions all in one, but I also hear too, that, you know, some people like they're older and they're like, I didn't even get any of those symptoms. Like I've been lucky. So, I mean, let's just start from, you know, the, the first question being, you know, when, when's the common age that you, you get it and you start to see those symptoms, what are those symptoms? Oh, um, so the average age for menopause is about 51. And usually for, you know, maybe a few years prior to that, you might notice the symptoms as you transition. So somewhere around 45, 47 years old, you might start to notice some of the symptoms. Um, and typically it's the first change is um, um, irregular menstruation that we'll notice. And we know, we, we define menopause as no menstrual cycle for a year. And so for the years prior to that, you might notice that your cycles change. Um, most typically they'll be lighter and further and further apart. But um, other symptoms are hot flashes and night sweats and mood changes and weight gain and joint pain and all those things that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, those can happen as well. Mm -hmm. um, your hair doesn't fall out or anything, does that? Or eh, Not usually. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> wow, okay. And so, yeah, so I, I've met um, several people that haven't had any of those symptoms and they're older than me, but they, they've endured menopause. How is that possible? Yeah, some don't. Some women, their cycles just stop and they have no symptoms or if they do, they're really mild and they just transition really well. And others, it's pretty devastating and they notice everything. So, um, you know, I, I think in my experience, the ones who, you know, maintain a healthy lifestyle and good balance are the ones that really transition well. I think that goes really far. Mm -hmm. What are some supplements that um, you should take to, to maintain um, you know, just a strong body overall, or, or are there more, more types of vitamins that you need the older that you get? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Well, you know, I think if you're eating well, then, then that helps a lot. And if you um, um, take just a multivitamin, that helps. As you get older, calcium becomes really important. So you wanna make sure you're getting enough calcium more in a supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually there isn't, I mean, most times that's enough to transition well. And, and usually the way we approach it is, um, you know, kind of focus on lifestyle first. And if not, then um, trying other things like um, over-the-counter products uh, like phytoestrogens and um, isoflavones, which are soy-based or soy products and, um, you know, black cohosh and things like that will help with some of the symptoms. Not a lot. They won't make them go away um, entirely, but probably make them a little more manageable. Yeah. And then if symptoms are really severe, then those people might be a candidate for hormone replacement um, if they're, you know, healthy enough to um, take the hormones. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, can't say that I'm looking forward to any of that. I know it sounds, it sounds scary, but it, is it, should we fear it or it's not as scary as I'm, I'm thinking about, or, you know, we're kind of dreading that part of our, 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 our stage of life, but um <laughs> I kind of am, I'm kind of scared about, you know, just all those things. It's such a big change, right? So um, is it something that we can, should embrace and just, or should we prepare ourselves? I mean, I should, I know we should prepare, but um, what do you recommend for, for those fearing? We're, we're, we're nearing those ages, the, the late 40s. So, I mean, can you counsel us? <laughs> yeah, I think embracing change is really important. I think it really is. Just knowing that you're going to go through that transition. And, and it feels really foreign at the time for some. Um, and almost like puberty in reverse. Do you know how when you went through puberty, it just feels so foreign. You don't even know who you are. You don't recognize. No, them. not again. <laughs> it can be not that for some times. People. It can be. I so um, mm-hmm. just, you know, recognizing that it's a transition we all go through and um, just kind of dealing with it, you know, as an, on an individual basis, I think it's important. Yeah, seeing depending on what kind of symptoms you're having and then you can sort of decide how to manage them best. So it's best Gosh. to talk to your, your doc, right? Like, you know, when you're going through it or you, you think you're going through it. You talk to your OB, is, is that who you would uh, first uh, call versus your primary or, you know? Yeah, who, most who talk you, to their OB. <laughs> yeah, ah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it is kind of hard to, to really talk about all the specific changes because obviously it, you need to be going through it um, in order to really, really try to get to the root of <laughs> how you could address it. But geez, I mean, um, I guess part of aging gracefully is, is just coming to terms with it and, and not making a big deal. It is, it is going to happen inevitably. And um, that's why we're, we're, we're happy and grateful to be able to ask you how to prevent or slow it down. But um, yeah. yeah, Brooke, sorry, you had a question, right? I was just going to ask a follow-up that I was curious if how much um, of what I guess how, how drastic your symptoms are and your, the process how much of it is hereditary if, if, if at all is there a way you can look at your own mom or grandmother and say kind of get an idea or is it just dependent from what you can tell on the individual that's a good question you mean on how severe the symptoms are for menopause oh. and, yeah. um, I think there's some correlation sometimes with 
when you go through it, right? But as far as symptoms, I don't know that that's, um, there's a strong correlation there. Um, like I say, it's, it tends to be the women who are um, most healthy, you know, and, and happy. <laughs> yeah, imbalanced in their life that tend to just um, cruise through it. Yeah, so those mindset too, then. it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, we were talking a lot about, uh, oh, go ahead, Brooke. I'm sorry, I was just going to ask if you, if you're, if you had an idea, if do men have a cycle that they also go through? Mm, that's a good question. I'm just wondering. Uh, I, I think I know. <laughs> sure. I was just yeah, yeah. What, what's your insight on that? Do they, they lose testosterone? It will true. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. They, they the older that they get, they lose testosterone, and and supposedly it, they they don't have enough energy, uh, stamina, and um, you know, uh, they get tired. Right? They're tired more. And, it's true. They lose yeah. their hair more than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. So so there's a, there's kind of that. I mean we. Can, we go through it. The guys will go through it. Um, you know, but we, we you know, we focused uh, a lot about our physical. And I actually have one more question because um, I know a lot of women out there, they turn to Botox, you know, and, and I've heard the saying like, hey, use Botox now because it's going to prevent you from getting wrinkles later. Now, how much of that is true? Oh, um, yeah, Botox, Botox botulin toxin, right? It's um, an injection and basically it affects the nerves that cause muscle contraction. And so if our facial muscles contract a lot, right, we'll create these lines and wrinkles and um, the Botox prevents that. And um, I think if it's used safely or properly, it can be safe. It's not a permanent thing. It just lasts a few months. And so many women turn to that and um, yeah, like I say, if it's done properly, it can be um, a safe thing to avoid the um, cosmetic, you know, changes you might not like. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, and, and when I was young, I, you know, I heard a lot about like um, antioxidants and all that stuff and how that could also keep the youth. Um, how much of that is true as well? I mean, like I heard about blueberries having antioxidants and, um, you know, then you got your omegas, you know, the good fatty, the fats and how much of that is true in maintaining your youth? Yeah, I believe in that. I think that it doesn't hurt anything and it, it probably does help. So yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Okay. Um, are, yeah, are there any supplements, you know, as we age, we, we get forgetful, you know, the dementia and whatnot. Are there any supplements that we can take now in our 40s that can help? Or there's no... There's no help for that. Oh, I wish. I'm looking for I that. I know. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard of, you know, just like quercetin, which is like an anti-inflammatory for your, your, your body and your brain to, to, to help with that. But I, I don't know. Is there a way to keep your, uh, your senses? Your sharp? cognition? Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can... I think as you get older, it's important just, just to keep using your mind, like learning new things and challenging yourself and, you know, just constantly learning. And I think the key is to aging well is probably keep growing 
you know, and just keep doing things that are going to um, challenge yourself and um, um, try to combat those things that there's a natural tendency to decay, I guess. So, um, yeah, there's exercises. Like as you get older, learn a new language or oh. you know, learn to play the piano or, mm. you know, um, that and, and social interaction. That's really important too as you get older conversations and puzzles and things and yeah so but um yeah like there's yeah I wish <laughs> I wish we can completely right. take that would that would save us but um, unfortunately yeah. we are going to see changes in our memory and cognition oh, yeah. as we get older yeah I'm seeing it now but no yeah. that's good to know I, I can see that you keep your brain moving and have a purpose right every day you get up have a purpose yep agreed mm -hmm. <sighs> All right. mm -hmm. So uh, uh, some people like to, you know, unwind with alcohol, you know, have a drink or two, you know, with wine or, you know, maybe beer. Um, is that something that you should cut out? Uh, is that going to speed up aging or does it actually help? Um, well, I think moderation is the key. Um, I don't know that it particularly helps. I know there's studies that say if you have, you know, moderate intake, particularly, it can help with cardiovascular um, health. But, um, you know, in my personal feeling, it's a neurotoxin. It's something that if you do, you know, partake, um, just be careful with it. Um, and it and it can be highly addictive. So it's something we all kind of need to be um, careful about if you are going to partake. Um, Probably the biggest, the substance that has the biggest effect on aging, I would say, is smoking. And um, that's probably something if, if people smoke, they should probably not smoke because that um, definitely affects all organs yeah, in your body. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Well, um, when you're young, uh, your immune system is a lot stronger, I assume, than when you get older, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, also, are is there... Are there any certain diseases that we become more susceptible to or as women, especially the older that we get, that we should also kind of be aware of? Yeah, you know, um, just routine screening for things like um, cholesterol and lipids and your blood pressure um, and diabetes and things like that, thyroid disease, that's sort of regular maintenance. Um, um, and, you know, in preventive healthcare. So that's important. Um, as we get older, we're at higher risk for certain cancers. Um, so that's part of the screening usually for women when they come in. And um, so things like breast cancer and ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, colon cancer, all of those things, um, that should be part of your regular visits for sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then do you recommend those types of screenings at least once a year to get the blood work? Um, and of course, the, the pap smears and the, um, the mammograms at least once a year? Yeah, you should see your doc once a year, at least. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So much <laughs> maintenance for a woman. <laughs> I know, so much. Fun. The mammograms are, whew. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you have to get a mammogram every year, correct? One to two years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ending. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. You shouldn't have had it. You're still young. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not getting old. <laughs> but with COVID, with COVID, like I haven't gone to the doctor. Like you know, I, I'm kind of like waiting for everything to kind of get in more of the clear, and then make an appointment. Because right now it's it's video, but like blood work and stuff going in. I'm 
kind of a little just more cautious about that stuff. So, um, yeah. So I'm like this year is the the maintenance has been has uh, been thrown off, um, and I think for a lot of people they don't want to go even dentists or, or you know doctors or in person. It's still a little bit uh, scary. Have you found that in your in your practice? Yeah, a lot of people are um, have been unwilling to come in. Lately, it's getting a little better, and we're starting to incorporate um, more patients just for routine care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's starting to pick up a little bit safer. But you're not alone. A lot of people. Okay, good. I felt guilty. <laughs> like, oh no, this is my year of mammogram. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Yeah. How important is sleep? <laughs> oh, I think that's very important for all of us. I think there's, I mean, we don't really understand sleep so well. There's a lot of, you know, repairing that goes on when you're, you get it. But yeah, eight hours, that's ideal. I know it's hard for us to get that much, but um, that would be great. Mm-hmm. If you break up the eight hours, is that still effective or not really? Probably, I think, yeah, resting's resting, but yeah. <laughs> is that what you end up doing? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, our graceful. viewers, uh, our viewers can't see you right now, but you know, uh, Dr. Lawrence, you you look just absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. young, and mm-hmm. you know, personally, you know, what's what's your secret? Oh God, I'm not young. <laughs> you look <laughs> young. You look You're, great. You look yeah. great. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. What? Are you serious? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Wow. Yeah, gonna be. Yep. So. Um, any secrets? I don't know. I like I say, it's just balanced, right? And and trying to have fun and trying new things, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of things evolved. And I just just don't stop trying new things. I recently started roller skating again, oh, and yeah. I used to do that as a kid. And wow. and I had a bunch of friends who um, you know started skating again just with COVID and something to do outside and. Yeah. So, yeah, things like that, you know, just trying new things, trying rock climbing is a new thing for me. Wow. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's get out in nature, see friends. Yeah, it's, I don't know that there's any big secret. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you definitely, yeah, it shows. And uh, wow. Yeah. Are you, so are, do you adhere to just a mainly plant plant-based diet as well, or you kind of mix it up? Yeah, primarily. I don't, um, you know, I'm from New Zealand, right? So we eat lamb and meat mm-hmm. and there's a lot. And, and so I don't, um, I'll eat anything pretty much, but I mostly eat plant-based and, um, I feel like it, it helps, um, with your energy and, um, digestion and, and activities and, um, so if, if someone cooked meat for me or chicken or something, I wouldn't turn it away. I would eat it. And so less often, but um, try to eat mostly plant-based and yeah, it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's a little different. Yeah, yeah. So you avoid a lot of fast food, huh? Yeah, I don't eat fast food. <laughs> <laughs> I know, even though I love French fries, that's probably oh, my weakness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really interesting because, you know, in, in, in studies done when, um, you know, they go around the world and they go to countries or places or areas where they have the oldest living people, 
like in Okinawa, you know, they're not um, people that are sitting around. As you mentioned, they're they're active. They're getting out there. They're also very um, mentally um, healthy as well. You know, they engage and they socialize. They they um, um, keep their mind sharp. Um, so those are all, um, you know, similar things as to what you said here uh, tonight about uh, how to age gracefully. And um, that, that's really something to, to keep in mind. And you also have to hold yourself accountable too, right? If you want to age gracefully, um, it's not, unfortunately, there's no magic formula. There's no magic supplement, no magic routine. Um, I actually was looking for that tonight. <laughs> I was actually looking for some... <laughs> Some like, you know, magic, uh, like formula to kind of jot down and um, not to say that I'm disappointed, but I'm just like, you know, it, it, in a way it is almost like common sense. Um, you know, it's, it, it's you got to take care of yourself pretty much is what it boils down to is taking care of yourself, you know, yeah. um, and doing the best that you can. But I guess at the same time, when you age, it's not fun and it does it does creep up on you. So, um, and it takes us by surprise. So I think we, we fight it. Um, I, I don't know if there is a way to really accept it. <laughs> yeah, it's true until you get past a certain point. I know I ask all my patients, you know, what's your secret, what's your secret when they're in their eighties and even nineties are still coming in. And um, probably some of them could stop coming in, but they like coming in because it's sort of part of their routine and their checkups and, um, and no one really has one particular thing. I think everyone has one thing that maybe works for them. And, you know, every organ system is going to age differently in each person. So, you know, someone might gain weight, another one might not. Someone might have joint pain, another one person not. And so, yeah, it kind of depends what's going on for you, I think. And it's sort of um, the end result of what you've done throughout your life, right? And... And, you know, when we get old and our, our bodies fail and our minds start to fail, really what shines through is beauty. And to me anyway, when I see these women is, is your soul. It's, it's, you know, keeping your soul happy and, and beautiful. And that's kind of what comes out eventually. So I think if we can all remember that, um, it'll go really far. And yeah. <laughs> That's really reassuring. Thanks. Um, you know, and I just have another story to share. Yeah. <laughs> like another, another time when it kind of crept up on me was when I, you know, I, I do run a lot. Um, and, and previously I, I ran more before kids and um, I would have, I would hold on to those, um, you know, finish times, you know, when you finish the race, you're like, wow, okay, I, I ran this fast. And then I do notice now the older that I get, I no longer make those times. And then it's just like, it takes me longer to, you know, finish a distance than it did before. And I, I just, I, I think I finally accepted it. Like, I'm like, okay, it's not the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that I'm getting older and I, I also don't want to push myself because then that could also result in injury. And I was also, I wanted to ask you that too, is um, when do you know when, when you just should stop? Like, when do you know that um, enough is enough and you, you know, so that you don't overexert yourself and. Yeah. I mean, I think if it still feels good, it's okay to keep doing it, right? You know, that's definitely true. Um, but when the, you start to have pain and discomfort um, from it more than you have joy from it, I think, um, you know, cause as you get older, it's a lot harder to recover 
too, mm-hmm. right? Not only is mm-hmm. it hard to maintain that same speed and agility, but um, it's harder to recover. So, so it takes a little bit longer. And um, yeah, and then eventually you just kind of know this is this is hurting more than it's feeling good, and, and you switch <laughs> to maybe hiking or biking or something, swimming or surfing or yeah, roller skating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, maybe I should adopt a a, a physical activity that's more forgiving and kind to the body, like maybe like yoga. I heard that's actually good for you when you get older, too, because it it maintains your flexibility and it's not as hard on your joints. So, yeah, Yeah, really. Yeah. (laughs) Good for everything, your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. Look, I have a question, too, that I'm just wondering when I've kind of looked up having things like I felt like my brain is foggy and it feels that was the best way for me to describe it. I kind of look, looked it up and did some research on it. Um, it's interesting that a lot of it ties back to the gut um, and, and taking care of your gut and having a leaky gut um, because your gut and your all of that's tied together. What are your thoughts around that? Um, do you mean, what do you mean by leaky gut? Do you mean like, um, yeah, just, um, okay, you're talking about brain fog and clarity and, mm, and how um, And how having a leaky gut, um, I was reading, um, me, meaning that the lining and, and things that are meant to be in your gut, because you want to have a very diverse uh, gut in terms of bacteria, all the good bacteria, and the food you eat, the more diverse you are, including like vegetables I read. It's just good to have a really diverse um, kind of environment. Uh-huh. And so like you got, I think things start to get out because of dietary reasons. And um, that leads to inflammation all over, which includes mm-hmm. ends up affecting your brain. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of been reading up on that. And I find it really interesting that uh, your gut really is where a lot of things start. Absolutely. So much with diet. And, and I think, um, I think it's, it's a good thing to maybe experiment a little bit with different diets and, and see how it, rea- how you, it affects you um, and affects your energy and your mental clarity. And um, yeah, I just noticed, you know, personally over the years, like I cannot eat carbohydrates during the day. And if I do, I'll be yawning in front of my patients and lose all my energy and, and just cannot keep the day going and feel like I need sugar and feel like I need caffeine. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I love carbohydrates and I eat them a lot, but I'll eat them at night, <laughs> you know, when, when I can afford to feel that way. And um, so I think, yeah, it takes a lot of energy to digest foods. And, um, and the types of food will affect um, your blood sugars and which also affects, you know, your, your, your clarity and concentration and those types of things. Um, yeah, so a little bit of experimenting is good. And um, yeah, things that digest easily and yeah, don't fluctuate your sugars well, much um, tend to do, um, tend to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's helpful too. And I, I'm trying this new um, with a family, um, a probiotic and a prebiotic, but a probiotic that really is more spore based, I think, so that it can make it through your intestines, make it all the way through the digestion and then try to help clean up your intestines in there. So trying the probiotic, a different one just recently too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think that's all good. 
And you know, overall, as a health professional, what, what do you think about us overall as a population here in Hawaii and how we're doing? I mean, as you know, we went through uh, about a year of the pandemic already here in Hawaii, um, and some of that has maybe helped or, I mean, hurt um, people's, you know, health, healthiness. Um, because they weren't as active or activities weren't available to them. But we're, we're, what's your evaluation of, of us as a whole here in Hawaii? How are we doing and, and, and where are we heading? You mean because of COVID? The yeah. effects of COVID and people change? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think worldwide and, you know, Hawaii and as a, as a, um, a state on the U.S., I think we're doing pretty well. Right? Our numbers are are pretty low, and um, and we're lucky enough to be able to get outside. Um, but definitely, um, it's affected everyone that I see and talk to, and I'm sure you have too, and in different ways. Um, so you know, not only just with um, you know, mood disorders, a lot of depression and anxiety, and people feeling very isolated. Um, that's, that's very prevalent and then activity getting out and about, but, um, lately we're starting to people see people coming in more and doing more things and, and, you know, kind of everything opening up again. So I think that's going to help a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I kind of feel it out there too. I mean, as you know, we ramp up the vaccinations, I, I, I do see, and I feel sort of some, some hope actually mm -hmm. coming back again and, and hope for a return to normalcy. Um, at least it's insight. And so, so that's kind of good, good to hear. But, um, you know, we always end our podcast with an inspirational quote or a quote uh, that's maybe meaningful to you. Do you have one that you'd like to share with our view? Or oh, gosh. Uh, a quote about aging. Uh, quote or any of, <laughs> if you have a favorite quote. <laughs> oh, favorite quote. Oh, gosh. I don't know that I have a favorite quote. Um, I guess with regards to aging, I have a friend who always tells me, don't let the old guy in, you know, just kind of stay young <laughs> as long as you can. <laughs> and I remember, I guess we could say that to women too. So um, yeah, I just try to, try to think about that. Stay young as long as you can. Keep that growth mindset and mm. you know, yeah, keep changing, keep growing, keep learning, keep moving. Mm -hmm. All of that's really important. I think that's, I like that because that's my takeaway from our conversation. If, if we had to take a, have a takeaway is, keep keep doing stuff keep being involved in things keep moving and um maybe that's the the answer for the the fountain of use for now but yeah um yeah i appreciate all your knowledge and, and your willingness to come and talk to us about you know the, the craziness of menopause and stuff <laughs> comforting us with your knowledge too so thank you really appreciate you melissa thank you so much Oh, it's my pleasure. It's nice to meet you all. Yeah. yeah. Melissa, I, I want to just say, too, I, I appreciate all your knowledge and your time with us. It, my biggest takeaway, too, is not to try not to do the whole kicking and screaming towards the <laughs> towards whatever the finish line is um, and try to embrace it, really. And that mindset, all of it matters, but mindset is really important. And it also makes me think about how grateful I am for even this the podcast and having time to talk with people like you who are wonderful and can give us really good advice and knowledge and then to have two of my best friends on here that's important in terms of mental health and connecting especially as females I think so I'm just grateful for 
um, this space that we have as well. So thank you for reminding yeah. me of that. Yeah, wow. thank you, We've learned so much from you in this conversation, and I'm sure we could ask you about all our ailments, <laughs> but you know, everybody just take note of whatever is ailing you, realize that you are getting older and take action, plan and plan ahead. What can you do to make yourself feel better? Whether it be by food, going out, staying active and staying positive and having a healthy mind and body. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was the uh, fountain of youth right there, guys. <laughs> you nailed it, Stephanie. Yeah, do whatever you want with it. <laughs> but also don't beat yourself up too, right? I mean, women, we rock and, and you guys are all doing a good job out there. Whatever you guys are doing, whatever your situation, you guys rock. So, um, you know, and, and you guys are all looking good. <laughs> we should just other, give ourselves right? a round sure. of yes, applause. Yes, right yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Melissa Lawrence, OBGYN from Kaiser Permanente. If you have any questions, I'm sure you could probably look her up and hopefully she will be happy to answer them for you. But in the meantime, don't forget to keep in touch with us, Mothership on our Facebook page. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And we will also see you next week on this podcast. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Mothership, thanks so much again, Dr. Lawrence, for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Lawrence. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Stay young, stay young. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Yes, we're gonna break up and die.